Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast announcement starts now. Wow. What? Hello, Glamour hey, Girls. Knock, knock. You home? <laughs> oh, say that. <laughs> say that. Say that. Speak to it. Um, wow. So we're back, sort of. <laughs> kind of. Well, it's the, this is the, this episode is kind of the pre-come of the second season in the sense that, yeah, it's teasing. Yeah, it like is actually... I, I never understood. I was going to say it's made up of the same substance as the rest of the season because it's audio format. But then I remember in health class learning that actually pre-cum is not semen. Oh my God. But there is some semen in it. Right. It so just so like there's saw- some, there, some of the <laughs> essence of the pod is in this announcement episode, but not, but it's not a full episode. You know, I was kind of, we're not blowing this, our load, so to speak. So to speak, we're not blowing the load. We're edging. And you know, I, randomly i wasn't thinking of it in those terms i was thinking of this episode as sort of like um dare i say like marvel's what if series it's sort of um sort of I'm it's not, not familiar it, uh, well it's sort of it's not canon but it's sort of like you know this is related to right. um our our podcast it's an extra it's feature not, it's an extra feature it's not it's not our podcast but it also it, no one can say it's not not our podcast it right is it would us. be insane to be like this episode where sam and george talk to one another that is released on the feed of the straighter lab podcast is not part of the pod that would be at, you would have to be in institutionalized if you said that you would have to go to a doctor if you thought that you would have to be diagnosed (laughs) with with podcast mischaracterization syndrome 
And yet, even despite all of that, you'd be partially correct. And so that's where it gets really complicated. Well, that's the problem with mental illness diagnosis, but I can't get into it. <laughs> um, I feel, I have to say, I feel insane that we are recording again. I feel scared a little yes. because I'm like, what if we forgot how to speak to each other? Right. Um, well, in I'm a long um, tradition, in the long tradition of smashing binaries on this podcast, I would say I feel both insane and the sanest I've ever felt because it feels so right uh -huh. to be back where I belong. Yeah, back where I belong. Completely invisible, just a voice. To be um, contained in the square of Zoom with the phallic microphone going towards my mouth as yeah. I'm as I'm looking at myself. I've never, my heart rate is so slow from being relaxed that I'm almost uh, actually legally dead. <laughs> I do. I really do feel the, the natural rhythms are quickly popping back up in a way that like Don't we have hung it. out. I'm, I'm not going to jinx it, but I'm just going to say we've hung out and I will say uh -oh. that, you uh -oh. know, when you when you hang out with someone that you do a podcast with, right. you kind of expect the banter to be in that way. And it's actually not because when we hang out, we're normal, real people. And so we're well, not, not trying to like that. hit bits all the time. Yes. But also when we specifically hang out, we're so tired of turning it on for the audience that then we're mostly, I would say, just grunting in each other's direction back and forth, <laughs> barely forming words or sentences. It's true. If you hear it from maybe a, a outside of the room, you might think we're um, embraced in sex or something with all the, mm. the, the words. Very, very grunting. bad sex. Yeah, <laughs> bad animalistic yeah. sex. But um, but no, we're just tired of performing. But right. this, I immediately feel the juices flowing through my veins once more. Um, we're we're recording. Yes, we're recording. How um, let's we could talk about the summer a little bit. I'll say this: sure. our last interaction as um, non coworkers and just friends was when I canceled on your show that I was booked on. How did that make you feel? Wow. Well, you really um, threw a wrench into our system. I sure and, did. And, and that know, wrench's to... name is Mary Beth Barone, who you replaced <laughs> me with. We luckily got Mary Beth Barone, who's a true professional. Yes, um, in... unlike me. She was in Connecticut and drove down to do the show at okay. a moment's Desperate. notice. <laughs> um, but no, the show was really fun. It was a little scary because you canceled and uh, Sarah Squirm also had to cancel last minute. And it was like, uh-oh. Um, and so then, but Mary Beth saved the day. And it was a really fun show. But uh, you, you know, and I also have to bring up more backstory to this story, Whoa. which is that the night before, mm. the reason why you couldn't come to the show was because the, the gawk launch party happened at the Bowery Hotel, That's a right. real who's who of media celebrities. I was sort of like, oh, I'm actually going slow. And I fully had 17 tequila sodas and a martini. Like, well, it, it was, was an open bar. It was an open bar. It was an open bar. And, and I was like, finish your story. Tomorrow. I couldn't come to your show the next day because I, in fact, threw up in the afternoon of the day after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, but the party was fun. And a lot you... of a lot of who's who's were there. It was a lot of who's who's. Um, Dan Dario. We can't legally say who except for Dan Dario. <laughs> He's the only one who didn't sign an NDA. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but also speaking of Gawker and speaking yes. of summer, I don't know if it's retreading too much to be like we were gonna. You know, there was discussion about how the summer actually kind of sucked, and I feel like maybe our listeners would like to hear that. But right. also, you did write an article about that today, uh, so I don't. Let's know Let's retread. Okay. Well, that um, article was inspired by a conversation we had. 
It's true. And, you know, we promised a lot to our listeners about sort of, we were sort of a beacon of hope of what the summer could be. People um, were looking to us to lead. Yeah. And we failed. <laughs> we failed. We really did fail. Um, do you want to talk about how you feel like you failed? Um, you know, I do think so much of my so much of my flop summer did boil down to simply the fact that I canceled a week-long trip that was going to be like my one solo trip this summer because I got the gay cold, I'll say it. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Wow. So that was, I mean, it wasn't just that. There were other things. I mean, to me, something that was a huge red flag was that um, the mayoral election made me nostalgic for de Blasio. I was like, if only he could just keep being mayor. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, that is dark. So that was, I mean, that was in what, June? There was that. Then I missed the, a trip. Then, in fact, I had to, whereas I thought I was going to go on one trip with my family and one trip with my significant other, I had to combine those because I just simply couldn't take time off of work. And so then I was for one week in an Airbnb with my entire family and Matthew, which was, of course, fun. Don't get me wrong. But it simply is not the romantic getaway I was looking for. It's a different vibe. It's a different vibe. And as much as I did have fun, when you are the person in the middle of the two parties, like I was the connecting tissue, you're never not in it. it, it, (laughs) you're, You're essentially constantly in a state of stress. Yes, of course. And so one of my trips was canceled because I got sick. The other one was compressed and made more stressful by the circumstances of my employment. Where And then it's like the weather was bad. Mm-hmm. I kept, as I mentioned in my um, <laughs> recollection, I, I, I felt like every interaction I had with people was not quite there. I felt things were awkward. I felt people were, myself included, were not being, you know, we're not um, as irreverent and open as I thought this summer would be. Yeah. It's neither like hyper sincere and we're all like so loving, nor is it like hyper like comedic and we're all like having a lot of fun. It's just sort of like neither, but we're around each other. And it's, it's not, well, it's the not novelty working. of like seeing each other after quote unquote the pandemic has ended. Like we do see each other often. Yeah. And yet we're just more and more exhausted each time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel I really felt this summer I felt like old. Like I've always like given myself like like summer has always been my season. Yes. And this was the first summer where I was like, mmm. The sun is like too bright. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, my skin is gonna be damaged. It was the, it was the beach long. that made you old. <laughs> yeah, the beach that made me old. Sorry to retread a Twitter meme from earlier this summer, but this summer was the beach that made you old. This summer was the beach that made me old, and it like a lot of like truths about myself <laughs> were became untrue. I, like a lot of like a lot of emotions like flipped like. Hmm. I um I got into I'm in my jealousy era. Did I tell you about this? Oh no. Say more. Oh my god. I I'm like deeply jealous now. And like and like in a romantic sense. And it has never Oh my god, what? I'm 
That it's, is so out of character. It's unhinged. It's like not chill at all. Does it have to do with a specific person? Um, no, it, it's like, uh, it's hard to describe because I'm torn on how much I uh, actually want to share about it. Sure, sure. But it like, basically we went away to this like gay resort in the Midwest and like, you know how things get at a place like that. And mm-hmm. we were sort of like, like, oh, it'll be like, funny that we're like we didn't go with the intention of like we're going to be the craziest like sex people of all time it was like this is going to be funny to go to like this gay resort in the midwest and like interact with midwestern gays and then it was like oh this is sort of like very sexy and you kind of can't leave and like i like wasn't really like (laughs) like in the sex scene this was kind of fun but then i was just like i'm over it yeah and like i was like i'm ready to get out of here like can i just eat at a normal fucking restaurant and then like misha was like still kind of into it and i was like um but come on like let's (laughs) and then like yeah it like really spiraled and i've truly been jealous ever since and i just have like need to i'm like trying to work on it because i don't think it's chill but it's like whoa i didn't realize how um intense it could be well, I've heard of the beach that makes you old, but the resort that makes you jealous? <laughs> Definitely not the goal. And I'm, it's a new era, my, my jealousy era. Jealousy eras, I think, do come and go for what it's worth. Yeah. I, and I, I do think it's also probably a symptom of things reopening. Like you, everyone, we all had such control over who we saw and what activities we did. Yeah. Um, and there was less room for serendipity and chance encounters. And now that there's more room for that, you know, people can pounce on Misha from <laughs> left and right. I also like, I think there was something about like when I used to get, and this is maybe boring and maybe too serious. Maybe this isn't supposed to be an earnestness bonanza, but I feel before the pandemic, I would get a lot of like, validation from like shows and like Mm -hmm. being out and about and like being you know someone in the community and it was fun and then like when the pandemic hit that like source of validation went away and I sort of had to learn to like get it from myself and then when it was like well now I can see people again I was kind of expecting like the validation to whoosh back and it like just didn't like it's just that's not the vibe and (laughs) so I was like whoa I don't know what to do now yeah well you've like because you've had to fill that validation hole with other things, the need is different. So then the validation yeah. needs to be, di- it's just, it's a different equation. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no going back, unfortunately. It's, yeah. I mean, that's, I think this is something I tried to articulate in the, in my famous essay, goodbye flop summer now on Gawker.com. <laughs> but there's almost something there. And, and I do not mean to imply that last summer was better than this summer. I mean, literally, we were like in the thick of the pandemic. We were not vaccinated. People were dying. Trump was president. But there was something so simple about like we had been so we had been in lockdown and we were just finally able to see anyone, even if it was in a park or even if it was, you know, um, in passing or even if it was with three masks on, whatever. And we are ex expectations were so low that we were just happy to do anything. And I think now it's just, it's been so long and we keep delaying when things are going to go back to normal. So even if they are close to being back to normal, you notice the little difference. So, so much more. Yeah. 
I think that makes a lot of sense. But we need to bring this back up. Uh, let's, um, how? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree. I guess I'm, I don't know how. I think, again, people are looking to us to lead everyone into an era that is not a flop summer era. Okay, 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 okay. I'm, and so I'm I think we need to come up with some conceptual <laughs> frameworks for how this next fall, winter, and even spring can be the best ever. Yeah, I think, okay, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm thinking like cruising altitude fall, like, like, like before, before this mm -hmm. summer, it was very much like we're walking, like we can't really do anything. And then this summer, it was like we're in like a high speed damn train and we're off the rails and we're right. like trying to take every loop de loop we can. And it like was not working. And then mm -hmm. now we're trying to find like the healthy, like this one's just right. Vibes. Yes. <laughs> this is, the, you're get, it's giving two things. One is it's Goldilocks and we're trying to find the just right. We yes. went from too much or from too little to too much. And now we have to find just right. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I'm getting is I feel like this fall is about the 30 rock normaling concept. <laughs> Wait, describe. I remember how, it, so Jenna is dating, um, I think Paul is his name, who's the guy who does drag as Jenna. Oh. <laughs> and, and they okay. have like a really like, they're very into like kink and they have a very crazy sex life and blah, blah, blah. And they start realizing that actually they're like becoming more conventional and becoming kind of like a monogamous heterosexual couple and whatever. And so they decide that it's part of a new fetish called normaling where they do things like go to Ikea or fall asleep in front of the TV, but it's like a hot sex thing. Okay. And so I think the fall will be about fetishizing the pre-pandemic normal basically and doing it with an added uh, kind of with an added erotic charge. <laughs> I love that actually. Like, like it's basically like, it's like recent nostalgia. It's like the new thing is nostalgia for 2019. <laughs> that is dark, but I'm in. We can have that. I'm like, yeah. I think parties as a concept are over. Whoa, I agree. I think parties are completely over. It's all about maybe like the 10 person living room hang. Yes. But again, that's like, it's like that used to be the most common thing, but now we're, now it's this cool fetishy thing. <laughs> <laughs> or, I love that. Or like, you know, something like cooking. I feel like we've associated so much with like, oh God, depressing during the pandemic. I have to make my depressing stew. Now we're going to go back to cooking being like, the cool thing of having a dinner party and making something out of the Alison Roman cookbook, for instance. <laughs> a huge part of 2019 a being huge back part of that Alison Roman is That back. we are bringing back. <laughs> and, but, but do you see what I'm saying? It's like all these I do. things. It's like, we were, basically we were going about it all wrong. Yes. We thought that it was going to be like unhinged bacchanalia. We thought it was going to be, you know, um, just people coming on the streets and that's <laughs> yes there's a time and a place for that but what we actually need is to fetishize dinner parties yes that i think is fully correct we really just went straight for like hard anal and it was like let's kiss first okay? yeah let's kiss first <laughs> can we fucking kiss for once i do think kissing maybe will be huge in yeah. this um 
in, in this, because again, kissing, I would say more than even anal was so forbidden during the pandemic. And yeah. I think we're going to see different modes of kissing. We're going to maybe even, I, I am even predicting kind of a, a European two or three kisses on the cheek trend coming up. Maybe not not right right now that the <laughs> pandemic is still you know in the ether, but I think that's I think that's going to be a, a huge thing that will make that will um be a trend in a few months. If that comes true, I would be so happy. I think that is like when whenever a whenever a gay guy mm. kisses me on the cheek in greeting, Heaven. I'm like, thank you. This is what I needed. It is finally I feel part of a community. Finally, and I feel like my community has a culture. Exactly. It has customs. It has yes. traditions. Yes. It really feels like, wow, if only like 12 year old me could see this, like this is really something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, I feel like I'm, I feel like we have brought it back up. I think we have. I think and I just getting... want to say, so, yeah. we're not giving up. Like we're not like settling for dinner parties and kissing on the cheeks. No, we're fetishizing we're and fetishizing. striving towards them. <laughs> <laughs> Got it? This isn't, because I feel like there is a narrative that a lot of the press, maybe the Daily Mail can, mm -hmm. who covers the pod can say, oh, Sam and George failed at having a Cliff Girl summer. So now they're just having dinner parties. How depressing is that? How neoliberal <laughs> is that? And in fact, that's not what's happening here. That's not what's happening at all. In fact, what's happening is we are doing our own research and we're realizing mm -hmm. that we, to, to be even more fun. Exactly. We need to do something a little bit even more weird, which is have a dinner party. Have a dinner party. You know what? I'm going to have one. I'm going to have one. Oh, I have a huge update. Oh, what's that? Two different um, pieces of wall art are on the way to my home after being framed. Oh my God. I'm um, going to have they? things on my wall. <laughs> Talk about fetishizing things that were normal pre-pandemic. Oh. I have things on my wall, and then I'm going to invite you and a few select of our other friends for a dinner party. I simply cannot wait. And you know what you're going to do is you're going to come and you're going to compliment my wall art. <laughs> and I'm going to say, oh, it looks beautiful in here. I can't wait. I can't wait. And can I tell you something? Yes. We're literally, I got a rug and we're Whoa. reorganizing our entire like room with the TV in it. This and we got a, a new shelf and we are going to go to New Jersey this weekend and pick up a fucking coffee table. <gasps> yeah, we're going fucking off over here and we're thinking about painting. <gasps> okay. And when that's all done, we're going to have a freaking dinner party. Now for rug and coffee table, I, I need to know if they are new or vintage. The coffee table is vintage. The rug is new. That's the perfect way sale. to do it. That's the perfect <laughs> way to do it. You have to go new rug, vintage coffee table. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then New Jersey. God, that adds such character. Right. I, to me, you're already excelling at normaling. I'm, I've never fetishized normaling in such a huge way. Yeah. And normaling can be like as nasty and gross as parties you can spend way more money on it <laughs> i mean what's more nasty than going to new jersey i uh, mean am i right <laughs> say that but yeah I, so i think we both have um we're gonna have a lot of good times coming up and it's not gonna be maybe it's not gonna be in the backyard of three dollar bill and you know what no offense to anyone who currently is at the backyard of three dollar bill <laughs> in a k-hole but 
unfortunately, that is now um, Chugi. <laughs> <laughs> I no. The thing is, I fully agree. Like the backyard three dollar bill had a moment for like three weeks from May to June, and mm-hmm. after we can't. That, it's hyper local. We can't do backyard content. Sorry, but, sorry, sorry, sorry. But but the proverbial backyard, and in fact, I would say even a. I almost think a backyard can be part of normaling, but uh, but a loud rave environment not so much no we're talking like candles outside candles outside yeah (laughs) oh my god that sounds lovely yeah well should we tell them like the info now yeah oh right because the point of this was to tell you that the podcast is coming back next week right this is not a normal episode meaning if you don't like it so far you're on the right track because this is yeah. not what the podcast is like. <laughs> it's not meant to be liked. This it's is not meant simply, to be like this. this We're is intentionally doing it to throw you off. Yeah. Um, but the podcast is coming back next week. Um, our first two guests are lined up and we're so excited. We're so excited. And we're not going to tell you who they we're are. We're not going to tell you who they are. Because we don't know the order in which we want to release them yet. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe one of them will be so inappropriate and disgusting that we can't even release that episode. That's happened. That has happened. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, Amy Zimmer. Yeah, Amy Zimmer. You didn't have to do all that hate speech. <laughs> I understand that's your beliefs, but yeah, and we you... do agree, but it's not the time or the place. <laughs> um, and we're gonna, yeah, season two starts now. We're doing, we're gonna have a Patreon where we get have bonus episodes and more stuff. Um, that we are. Um, mostly still deciding, but uh, we have a good idea of it. I would say, really but I think idea. I think you know we're doing extra episodes, and then there are basically like probably two other things that a higher tier uh, subscriber can have access to, and we're oh. still we're still figuring out the details. And we're gonna sell our damn merch. We're gonna sell our merch. You may have seen it. Um, people have been tagging us in a lot of. Um, hat and t-shirt photos. We sold it at our live show, but we never put it online and we're going to figure out a way to actually be able to sell it. So you will be able to buy it. So that's the second thing. And the third thing is simply that we're also going to do more live shows. Yeah, because that one was so fun. It was so fun. I want to, yeah, shout out to everyone that came to that because we didn't record anything after that. Oh, that's right. We didn't record anything after. I mean, it really was, I have to say that was my... My summer optimism was at its highest the night of that show. That was genuinely, uh, I think, my peak. That was my peak of the entire summer. That was my peak. If you think about it, in the last three years, that was my peak. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was insane. It was so fun. It was just a complete... I mean, it was also during that exact sweet spot before Delta variant. Not to make things too dark, but it was like... People were vaccinated and it was summer. And literally, I think they had just announced 100% capacity the weekend before or something. Yeah. And so I remember because we had sold it out with limited capacity and then we had like 48 hours to sell it at full capacity because they had just announced that the Bell House was opening. And guess what? We did. We did it. We did it, girls. Such a fun show could not have picked a better lineup everyone was so sweet and every we did um segments with people from the audience and they were all so nice and they sent us nice emails afterwards i mean heaven and then of course since then it's been all downhill but now we're (laughs) but now we're fetishizing normal yeah so that's going to be huge for everyone um 
I'm like, so that's it then. This was I guess a, that's it. This was our episode about the what's coming. Yeah, what's coming. And I so just want to say we're both so excited to be back. Yeah, we are. I'm excited. This is crazy. Me too. You know what my biggest fear is? Please. I don't even want to will this into existence. Okay, I'm going to say it. Say it. I'm like, what if people associate the pod with like lockdown and quarantine <laughs> and then are not willing to go with us to the next chapter? George, I think that's an insane thought. I Thank think you. despite being a quarantine hit and mm. um, maybe birthed sort of in the pandemic, we, you know, I don't think we embody pandemic culture. I think like, yes, we were at the same time, but we mm -hmm. don't work within the, the like, parameters of pandemic entertainment. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to briefly mention the premise of our podcast, which is straight culture. Just, oh. I kind of, I'm like, let's do a rapid fire. Like, what was this? Like, what was the straight culture of this summer? Oh, that's a genius question. Thank you. To hit at the very, very end. Um, Something about events coming back has felt like I'm specifically thinking of like things like the Met Gala, the VMAs, Fashion Week, things like that, that were such like staples of this kind of pageantry, even though they're so gay, I'm like, something's missing. Yeah, I have found it hard to like connect to like true pop culture this summer. Yes. And I don't know why I and maybe that's an aging thing, but I it's weird because last year I was all in <laughs> like it's just like like who, I don't care about Sean Mendez and I don't like even making fun of him isn't fun. To exactly. Me. And like I don't really know I've like most music released this summer has left me like feeling a little empty. Yes. I'm like really like what excites me and i can't tell if it's simply again like a mental health issue right or if it's like the, the culture is just kind of boring right now yeah as i was writing my little blog today i was kind of like oh am i just depressed <laughs> right <laughs> right i think like no i i think i'm trying i i want to like pinpoint the the root i mean you know how i love right finding a root cause of course. <laughs> I do want to say as a parenthetical, the, the fact that the Met Gala's theme was America, it, like that is the, one of the straightest things that oh has happened. Oh my God. Horrifying. Um, so truly, stupid. I would say um, uh, shocking. And I guess <sighs> yeah. maybe what it is is like, and this is not really a pandemic thing, but it used to be that it used to be that like straight people would interpret culture straightforwardly and then gay people would like play with it and like find ways to view it through a different lens and blah blah and i think now something like the vmas or something like or or some other every everything in pop culture is almost like created to be a gay meme yes so then it takes all the fun out of it yeah it is not counterculture in the same way anymore what do i have to do to interpret something in a new way <laughs> well it's become kind of lazy i think mm -hmm. is the point like it's not they're not like looking at like subtleties or intricacies they're just like well what if we put him in a dress right and it's like well that can be cool but how are you doing it or like can i like, just say there's literally nothing more boring than thinking a man in a dress is in any way interesting i have to agree like 
uh, somebody on Twitter said this and I agreed where it was like, can we start critiquing the men in dresses? Because I have some <laughs> notes. <laughs> and it was like, uh, yeah, because some of these dresses look bad and some look great, but it's like, you don't get an A just for effort anymore. Right. Do you know what though? Do you want to hear my, my, my new take that I just came up with? Ooh, that ties uh-oh, back to news. what we were talking about before. If all of pop culture is basically just trying to be like, uh, lowest common denominator gay memes, that makes something like normaling, like fetishizing normaling, even more urgent, because <laughs> we can just let we can let Katie, you know, whoever uh, the VMAs and whoever else uh, try to create churn out bottom of the barrel gay memes, and meanwhile we can go to New Jersey and buy a rug. <laughs> if anything, we are reclaiming all the all the good parts of straight culture for ourselves. Wow. While straight people kind of um, fight over one another for who gets to paint their nails and wear a dress in order to be <laughs> featured on um, Angel Mommy's Instagram. Right. Wow. I mean, I think that's actually genius. I think Thank you, you hit the nail on the head. I think your Gawker training is going to be um, <laughs> really coming in handy this season. This season is about about digging deeper while also never even brushing the surface. <laughs> I have no idea what this season's going to be about. I like to sort of uh, dive in and then see how the water feels. That's that's my uh, methodology for this season. Whoa. I agree, and also we're going to be open to. We're just going to go into it with an openness. We don't have to prove ourselves anymore. <laughs> we know we're iconic. We know we slay mama. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's, I'm excited. This Me is too. crazy. This is Here we go. so good. I'm also, also, I'm like so excited for our first two guests. I know they're going to be so They're fun. like, I would say they're two of the people I have wanted to get for a long time and I would say both of them at different times. I was like, are, am I cool enough to reach out to them? Yeah, sort of definitely two people. Maybe we should even ask them. <laughs> no, we definitely shouldn't. <laughs> Do, definitely two people where I was like, do you hate me right now? Right, right, right. And the answer I could have been yes, even. Could but have been, could have, but yeah. I think at this point in time, honey, it's no. It's no. And that's so powerful. Unless they cancel on us. We're supposed to report tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, time will tell. Um, well, we... Sam. Yeah. See you. I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. wait. To, I can't wait to do this with you yet again. Yet again. Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. Here we uh, pot again. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> um, see you guys next week for the real season. That's not this one, which is a fake episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.